to the Disrupt Your Career podcast, brought to you by Claire Harbour and Antoine Thiel. We're passionate about helping everyone find fulfillment in their work life. We believe that big, messy, uncharted career changes are inevitable, and it's up to you to decide. Will you take control and disrupt, or allow yourself to be disrupted? We wrote the book about it, and now we share here our conversations with other thinkers in this crucial area. Settle down and get ready to listen to this dose of wisdom. On this teeny tiny episode of Research Express for the Disrupt Your Career podcast, I am delighted to be bringing back from the dark ages when we started our our podcast, Jos Ackermans, who's going to talk to us today about his most recent research in career success. He's done a TED talk about it, which was rather wonderful. He's written papers about it. He's using it in his teaching. And we're here to give you a very succinct version of what it's about and why it's important and how you might apply it to your own career and and life. So Jos, thank you so much for coming back. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here again. So let's get straight into it. Why is this topic important? I mean, obviously, we can have our own opinions, but what was about important about it to you? And what question or problem were you particularly trying to solve in your research on this? Well, career success is the number one career outcome. that, And it's also been the most popular and the most central concept studied in the field of career studies. So why is it important? I think at the end, career success is what people strive for. And career success can also help people become even more successful or have sustainable careers. Um, the question that we started this paper with is because it's a review paper, a critical review. So we said, let's look at all the literature we have, which is a lot. And let's look, does this still align with today's world of work? So if we look at all the research we have, what do we really know about what career success is? how you can achieve it, and whether there might be opportunities and gaps that we can still explore to advance the field even further. What are the main findings and or what is the main thesis of your research? I think there are four main findings to highlight here. So the first one is that one of the statements we make is that it's wonderful that if you look at the career success literature that in the past 10, 15 years, we've made a lot of progress to understand the subjective side of things. So before we would just say, here's career satisfaction. Now we have measured subjective career success. And we've come up with a much more differentiated idea now, thinking of the impact that people make with their careers, the social connections they forge, the meaningfulness of work they do. So that's a really good thing. At the same time, we also see that we tend to forget about the objective side of things. It's almost sometimes as if it's wrong to say, I just want to make money, which is a very valid outcome. Right. So the objective side of career success, like the promotions you make in a career, the salary you earn in a career, the status you obtain, that's the first kind of main finding. Let's have a more balanced view where we look at both, because both are critical to really understand career success. The second one is that we say, let's at this point consolidate what we have instead of coming up with even more uh, new ideas. And this is especially true about the concepts. So it applies to subjective career success itself. We now have a pretty comprehensive set of indicators. Let's consolidate those. Let's research those instead of coming up with even more new frameworks. And it also applies to the predictors. So, for example, there's a huge literature on 
career capital, career competencies, career resources, career preparedness, and all of them kind of converge on the same basic underlying idea of developing certain knowledge, skills, and ability to develop a successful career. So instead of coming up with even more, let's actually see how different they really are and let's consolidate how predictive they are of career success. So the first were kind of provocations and then we have two more suggestions for future research that align very closely with my personal interests as well. The first one is that we say, we should also start studying career success from a slightly broader career sustainability perspective. So yes, it's about the productivity element. It's about being successful and doing your work well, but it's also about the other two indicators of a sustainable career, which are besides productivity, happiness and health, right? So if we have these long turbulent careers, we should not only be good at what we're doing, but we should generally also enjoy what we're doing and we should be able to keep it up both mentally and physically. So that's the third one. And the final one, and this again will be no surprise to anyone who knows my work, we say we've looked a lot at the predictive side of things. So we know all kinds of competencies and behaviors that predict career success. What about, well, it's fitting with the name of this podcast. What about the disruptions? What about, as we call it, the career shocks that happen to everyone? I've asked thousands of people this question. No one has ever said my career has gone exactly as I planned when I started it. <laughs> so we know that career shocks matter. And we call for more research to integrate these shocks into research on career success. How can the ordinary person now take some or all of these ideas and apply them in their lives? I mean, the basic thing is uh, one of the one of the major parts of the article discusses all kinds of predictors of career success. So if we know what predicts career success, it helps to become successful. Right. So in that sense, uh, I think it's directly helpful to know what has research shown to be the main kind of sets of predictors of career success, both objective and subjective career success. I think if we break it down to, to practical applications and and. I will mention three main things that I also briefly discussed in the TED talk that you mentioned in the introduction, and they are at different levels. So I think there's one more macro level implication, one more meso and one primarily micro implication. So let's go through them from top to bottom. I think at the societal level or, or the policy level, maybe, um, we still see that there are differences in career success, for example, related to gender and ethnicity. The research generally shows that, for example, women and men feel equally successful. So the subjective elements of career success are actually quite similar, but the, the salary gap still exists. So, so the objective side of things in terms of getting to that high level in the organizations, getting the promotions, getting the, the salary, there's still a clear difference between men and women. And this is not something you or me can change while we're at work. But I think at a policy level, at a, at a more societal level, this is something that we could uh, and we should fix because it makes no sense that if you and I do the same job, I get more money than you do. That's one more kind of macro level implication. I think a meso level implication is that we do know that some of career success is also political. It is in the kind of intangible stuff that happens in organizations. And for example, one of the, the popular models is the, the sponsored versus contested mobility perspective. Basically, in a nutshell, it says sponsored means if you know the right people, if you have a good mentor, you will be successful. And the contested mobility perspective says work hard and you'll be successful. And there's a lot of research evidence showing that this sponsored mobility path does apply if you want to be successful. And that's why I call it 
political. So it means if the person deciding on the promotion likes you, if you have a mentor who has a lot of influence informally or maybe even formally in an organization, those things could help you become successful. Again, like the first one, this is not something you and I can immediately use ourselves to become more successful. But if you know this is the case, you can be a bit strategic about it. Uh, and if as an organization, you know, this is the case, you can kind of reevaluate your talent management or HR practices and think, how can we make this more fair and and uh, you know, also think about the equity of things, because on the one hand, you can say, if you know this is a political thing, play the political game. But there are some ethical concerns there, of course, because if you're a, if you're a better performer than I am, but I'm a good networker, I don't know how fair it is that I would get the promotion and you wouldn't. Then the final one, and this is a very hopeful message, hard work does pay off. So the, the contested mobility perspective also has a lot of research support. And we do see that people who work hard, who invest in developing their knowledge, skills, and abilities, who become good at what they do, it typically does lead to career success. So developing these career competencies, for example, becoming employable, these are all factors that, and it's not to say that if you invest in them, you will always be successful, but generally we see a very strong positive relationship between those two. Thank you. That's an extremely positive note on which to finish. So Jos, thank you so much for coming back. You're very welcome. It was a pleasure.